So he makes a U-turn, drives back, and these guys start throwing up, you know, their gang signs. Towards goes, the cops. Oh. Yes. He goes, oh, they're gangsters. He goes, how do you know that? Because my buddy's like, he's done with this kid at this point. He's irritated with him beyond belief. He goes, like, they were throwing up gang signs. As he continues to drive past them, and then he got, he gets away from him and goes, I'm going to stop him. Makes another U-turn. And, yeah. So naturally, these guys are like, why are you harassing us? But the best part was he goes, I think I saw you drinking. He's like, oh, you thought? You thought? He does the right thing. He asks for another unit. I'm like, all right, cool. And then he proceeds to not address these guys standing behind a car, not being able to see their hands, grabbing bottles of alcohol. And my buddy just turns to me and goes, do you feel comfortable right now? Or do you kind of wish your partners would step it up? And um, talk about like radio discipline and proper radio traffic. <laughs> He's like, uh, could, could the other unit step it up? So I'm being a smart ass. I'm already coming screaming. So I just get on there. Uh, do you mean you want me code three? Hopefully that song masked some of your coughing and sneezing. I wasn't coughing. I was just sneezing. I had dad sneezes. Hero. What's a dad sneeze? Dad sneezes are loud and obnoxious. Okay. That must be true because I sneeze like a fucking howitzer just went off in the house and it scares everybody. Yeah. Well, I like have a wind up as you saw (laughs) and then I send it. (laughs) Like my wife will sneeze through her nose to blow her nose out. What the fuck? Right. I'm like, how do you do that? My nose would blow off my face if I tried to do that with my the power of my sneeze. I either hold the whole sneeze in yeah, and then break like, a rib. Feel like I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna die for the next three days. Yeah. Or I just send it and scare small children. <laughs> right. I'm a send it mode man myself. I'm usually a send it. Yeah. There are there are some occasions where I'll I'll try to hold it in. <laughs> I send it. Welcome to episode 56, Mike Morazzo, Brandon Silvera. It's the Andres Torres episode. It might just well be. I don't even know who that is. Former Giants center fielder who's kind of a like non-roster invitee oh, in spring training. And he Made wore the number team. 56. Or number 56. Okay. Made the team, was a fantastic center fielder. Looks like he's chiseled out of granite. Where is he now? Uh, retired. Like Was this from like 20 years ago? No, this is... Wait, what year is it? No, 10. 10 plus, 13 years ago. Okay. Was that was after the... Aaron Rowan? Yes. Okay. Number 33. Biggest waste of money the Giants ever spent. Because I... at least Barry Zito helped him win a World Series. I, I'm a huge Aaron Rowan fan because that guy was a stud with the White Sox. He turned yeah, well, his he success did, in. He didn't do shit here. Well, he turned the success he had on the... With the White Sox and do a big contract from you guys. And then proceeded to hit below his body weight. Yeah, that happens. Uh, so you're not excited for baseball? No. Because <laughs> your Miracle 107 win team from two years ago. I told you that was a fluke. Yeah, I told you ain't no way in hell that's happening again. No, my 81 and 81 Giants went and did nothing. Well, nothing started yet, so they still have time. 
They're not adding anything else. They added Conforto and Haniger, which I do like both of those players. I would have taken studs. Conforto to play second base for our team. You want an, a left-handed throwing outfielder to come play second base for your oh, team. Oh, who am I thinking of the, the Mets second baseman? I don't know who the hell you're yeah. talking about, dude. Uh, maybe it's not Conforto. <laughs> Conforto's an outfielder. Uh, we don't need any more of and, those. We've got more than enough outfielders. And then we got, got Ben Attendi. Ben Attendi, no. That's a good pickup. Yeah, it was a good pickup. But he's like, I mean, Ben Attendi and Conforto are like the same thing. Except Conforto's play. coming off a of shoulder surgery. Okay. And then like freaking Ross Stripling and Sean Mania, like cool. We still don't have and, a second baseman or a right fielder. It's okay. We don't have a first baseman. Uh, we have like three dudes that could play third, but are totally unproven. Well, I guess JD Davis isn't unproven. But I was like, there's fucking nothing, dude. Yeah. And then they went through the whole fucking ordeal with Carlos Correa and then losing say, out on Aaron Judge again. Correa, how many teams has Correa signed with already? <laughs> uh, four, four or five. Yeah. It's amazing. It was. And oh, he's God, back with dude. the Twins. Yeah, right back where it all he's started. Just the whole circle. He's a circle. Which I was so happy when he left the Twins all three previous times in the last twelve, you know, two months. To only have him come back to the Twins, I'm like, oh no, son of a! I got excited each time he signed with the Mets, and who else? Did, who else the fuck he went? The Rangers. I don't well, even know. Well, he was a Giant for like six days. Yeah, so, Giants, you know, forever, then the Mets. forever Giant. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Arson Judge, uh, forever Giant. He was a Giant for like ninety seconds. That really was the fun. big one that you thought you were going to get. I was so pissed. Yeah. Like I was starting, like I saw the the update from Heyman, um, otherwise known as that dick. John Heyman, you don't like John Heyman? Ah, oh, that fucking asshole. Right he never out gets of the anything. Gate. He never gets anything right. I'm fired up, man. Get me talking about fucking baseball. Can we talk about football? Football's going no, much better. No, we already did can that. We please, we did that can in the please? pre-show. <laughs> People can, because I don't want to talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, I don't know what the Giants are doing. Like, I don't understand how you, as an organization, can say, like, oh, yeah, you know, price isn't going to be an issue, and then you fucking lose out on the biggest and best free agent out there. And you lose a starting pitcher. What was the deal with them not signing? Rodon, like, they Rodon. wanted him back, but they wanted him back at the right price, and oh, they okay. weren't going to get it. And I don't think Rodon really wanted to come back. I don't know why we didn't keep him, but... Because he was going to be too expensive. Um, I'm getting the message. The only way the only way giant the Giants can get people to come to the to their team is if they offer them like an opt out if they have a good year. Like, hey, we're going to overpay you if you play like shit. Right. But if you do well, you can leave. Like, I don't understand their negotiating tactics. We should have free agency in law enforcement. Actually, we do. A lot of departments are doing sign-on bonuses for laterals and all out here in Illinois. It's it's like yeah, same amazing. Out here. Yeah, okay. Because we there's can't get anybody times, to work for us anymore. There's been a couple times where I'm like, I'll fucking leave. Yeah. City right next door pays more and is going to give me 20 G's just to come over there. And yeah. and I could work Niner games. There you go. For overtime. <laughs> and deal with all the nut jobs. No, I'd fucking just watch the game. I'd fuck it. Let no, them beat I don't shit mean out of during the game. I mean your regular calls. Oh, no. It, the, the city where the Niners play? Oh, Santa that's Clara, right. That's Santa Clara. It's fucking nice, dude. That's not Frisco. <laughs> you want me to do less work, get paid more, and give me a bonus? 
Sounds like me. That's, a, that's actually the biggest <laughs> issue we have is that people are freaking leaving our department to go work for Santa Clara. Okay. And they're like, the grass isn't always greener. Yes, it is, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> this place sucks. Yeah, you only got like 26 more years. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> Why do you think I'm playing the freaking lottery? Every week. I'm going to hit... I'm going to hit one of these freaking billion-dollar jackpots, and nobody's going to ever see me again. Send me something cowboy-related. All right, I'll shit in a box and send it to you. Come on now. Why'd you have to do that? Of what? You set me up perfect. Come on. Uh, so this week in the shop for you has been what? Uh, I haven't done shit in the shop. <laughs> Today is actually going to be my first day in the shop since Christmas, since the week of Christmas. So I have two empty tombs I need to make. So yes, yes. Uh, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> so I got a, I got two empty tombs I need to make. Can for, you describe uh, an empty tomb to me? Okay, so I'm gonna put the coffee down because I forgot what they look like. Because I talk with my hands. It's like um, you're Italian. Yeah, I got. There's a little bit of Italian blood. I should really do one of those twenty three and me's and just see what the hell creates this. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um. So it's, you know, the, the, the Bible story, right? Jesus, he's, you know, uh, crucified on the cross, and then he's buried in a tomb. With a big rock in front of it. Yeah, big rock gets put in front of it. Three days later, guards come out. The rock is no longer covering the tomb, and the tomb is now empty. Significance of the empty tomb is that the second coming, or right. Jesus has risen from the grave, all that. So last Easter, I saw some people making little... Um, decorations representing an empty tomb. Some of them would have like a cross on top of, you know, one of the hills and all this other stuff. So I'm going to Google it. Go ahead. And I went, huh, I bet you I can make that. So I grabbed a scrap piece of wood, used my jigsaw, cut out um, three pieces that resemble like a mountainscape. Okay. Rounded them, rounded them over, glued them together, cut out a little spot for where the entrance to the tomb would be. And then I have a loose, or a free-floating piece that you can put in front or move off to the side, depending on what time of year, and stain them with uh, weather wash okay. to give it a little bit more of a natural, earthy kind of look. And I listed them on Etsy, thinking, like, I'll sell, like, one or two. Because this was done, like, last second. Like, I didn't get them listed till like, the week of Easter. Yeah, it looks similar to that, except I don't have the cross on top. And okay. I have a third mountain. I'm going to so, look yours up. So I, I list it on Etsy the week of Easter, and I sell like five. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> it's like, well, I'll leave it on there for – because I was just going to leave it through Easter and then take it down. Yeah. So I left it up there, and like once a week I was getting at least two to three people that would favorite the item. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll leave it up longer. And then oh, there it is. Around, around Christmas time, I got another ra like rash of orders for this thing. And then I had a lady reach out saying, like, I want one, but I want it bigger. Bigger so than a, this? Yeah. And, they're, and it's like eight inches tall. Like, it's not super small. She's like, I want it bigger. Like, all right, you got it. So I made a big one for her. I'm going to put and, the a regular picture of yours in the video. but Yeah. So and, you got three hills. It is. Yep, three hills rounded over. And then I cut out a, a piece to represent, like, the stone. Yeah, half a circle. Yeah. Okay. And that covers up the little opening. And then I don't this see a week, cross I, on yours. 
Yeah, I told you mine doesn't have a cross. I want a cross. You don't listen to shit. Or you want a cross? I'll make you one with a cross. Just put it in the notes to the seller. Like, so hey, is this all cross. glued together then? These three pieces are glued yeah, together? Everything, And then they can move the together. rock? Yeah, and then the rock can be moved. So you can, like, on Good Friday, put the rock in front of the tomb. And then on the third day, Sunday, you move it over. Okay. Three-year-old's getting real riled up about something. I hear that. <laughs> She's... So, total side note, right? We're going to go squirrel mode here. She's like the loudest freaking kid on the face of the planet. Really? Yeah. She like she gets really passionate about stuff, and she's like, no, I'm going to turn the volume up to about 30. That's good. But, yeah, I, like I put no like super real hardcore detail thought into that. <laughs> As a part-time like in, woodworker, in, I will say – that looks rather simple to make. It is. And, and that's that, great that was that the whole song. idea behind it. Like, wow, that looks really easy to make. Yeah. I could probably bang out a bunch of these really quickly. I'm going to do it. And then I just threw it up on Etsy. Like, I, the description is not, like, I didn't put a super lot of thought into it. I didn't stress about taking, you know, like a million, like, great pictures and extra lighting and all this shit. I just threw it up there. And it's the single best forming item on my Etsy shop. I'm like, I, I don't get it. Do not understand it. Well, I'll keep it up. I mean, sometimes the simplest things do the best. Yeah. So so that's, I got two of those to make. One I have to ship out pretty soon. Did you make a template um, for cutting out the hills or you just randomly do it? Everything is freehand. And, and I put that in the description. It's like, look, it may not look exactly like this because everything is freehand. Right. You should take one and make a template out of it. And then you're. And just actually, when you get your CNC, you can have your CNC cut those parts out. Yes, when if yeah, when I get the CNC, then I will worry about. I'll just save the file and just yeah, cut it out, and then I'll be done with it. Yeah, which hopefully will happen end of this year. That's that's the the fingers crossed goal. All right, get the seller. That's pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> if only it was that easy. Like, hey. I need to make some I, I'm going to I took some time last week uh, to play in Inkscape a little bit. Yeah. And well, was it me and you talking about Inkscape or was I talking to somebody at work about it? Oh, I, I think I was talking to my buddy Mark about Inkscape. He he's a woodworker as well. Not on. He like builds furniture and when he needs it, he's used to build houses Nerd. and shit. He's my hiking buddy, <laughs> but he doesn't. He's got a, a shed that's a shop. Doesn't get to do as much woodworking as he'd like, but um, he's trying to make something for his Jeep. And he was talking about Inkscape, and he was asking me about what software I use for certain so, things. And I'm by no means an expert. I'm I'm actually considering paying um, Sam over at Uncharted Customs yeah. on Instagram. Uh, he actually has a an Inkscape course on his website that I'm thinking about taking oh nice because there's a lot of features to it that i just don't understand and i'm not like computer software guy or especially graphic design yeah i tried it like three years ago but what i wanted to do with it was to try to visualize sign ideas so i i made a point to sit down last week and i designed kind of two signs and they're not too scale or anything that i just wanted to be able to visualize like font and color 
So I have four signs that I designed that I need that I want to make and make them kind of as stock. Okay. That I could take to like craft shows and stuff like that. Because the yeah. goal again this year is to do a craft show. I didn't do it last year because I never had time to freaking build up stock. I, I all my stuff I do to order. Right. Yeah. So because I don't have a storage for it, but this room is kind of turned into a storage room. So they'll, uh, it'll all go in here. There you go. So, and pricing out CNC's cause I'm impatient. Well, you should price them out cause maybe you'll see a, um, a sale that you might not be able to pass <laughs> up. So, yeah. well there's, there's been a couple, I've even been checking, um, like the resale markets, like Facebook marketplace offer up stuff like that. And there's, there's been a couple of good deals where I was like, I'm about to piss off Annie and just go do it. I was like, you spent $1,500. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But you'll get a, you'll make it up in the, in that time. Well, I don't know that I will. You will. It'll pay. That's for kind of, the, well, I mean, probably, but it's going to take time. And once you start using it, spending, you, you can make so much stuff with it quicker. Well, yeah, then you'll I'd, sell I would it quicker. You, and then for me, the biggest issue is quicker. finding customers. Yeah. So I'm a little mad like, about would, my website. Yeah. Is it not no performing? One's, yeah. No one's, <laughs> no one's going there. <laughs> it's like I get the monthly Google update. You've had zero visitors to your website this month. See, and that's, that's what keeps me from making my own because I know that I have to drive all the traffic there. Yeah, I don't know what to do anymore. And I hate – I like, I'm a great consumer of content on social media. I'm not a great producer of content. So yeah, like, I, I, like I'm not going to sit there and plan out a reel and do the freaking monkey dance and all that stupid shit. It's just – it's not me. You know, like not, I'll do stories and I'll like take people through their bills. That's one thing I'm I'm gonna start doing is when people order something off of Etsy, I'm gonna send them a message of like, hey, follow me on right. I do that too on Instagram yeah. and follow along with your build because right. I do I do every order. I build every order as it comes in. I don't right like I said I don't have a buildup of stock, so I'm gonna start doing that and make a more concerted effort to do stories. Because I was doing stories pretty well for a while there. And then I think I just got jaded because I wasn't seeing any results. Because I've been stuck at like 15 or 1,954 to 58 followers for two years. I had incredible growth early on. I hit 1,000 within like two months. I hit like another 500 like six months after that. And then it just, I hit a brick wall. And no matter what I did, I could not grow any further. Yeah, I don't understand the whole, you know. I haven't really posted anything in weeks. I'm I'm in a yeah. rut where I don't, I'm not in the shop. I haven't been in the shop. I'm making. And that's been the other thing is I haven't been in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm making a few things here and there, those signs I told you about. Um, I'm sorry. I used to, are you done with your. I was going to show. I know I had mentioned it. I think before, but um, one of the things I wanted to just the, with the kids, the two older ones, I wanted to kind of show them like, hey, you can take this idea. We'll put it in the computer. We'll send it to the laser and then we'll 
we'll make some stuff. So I let them pick a superhero logo because I was showing them that okay. I had made a, uh, or I was going to make a Batman one. So yeah. I showed them how I did this one. Yeah, I love it. Very cool. On the computer and I let them pick theirs. And for some reason they decided to go with DC even though they're like Marvel <laughs> kids. Yeah. Like, I don't understand you guys. What the hell? So my daughter, of course, she wanted to do Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I have to say, these are probably the best paint jobs I've ever done. <laughs> and right. my son, I think because Batman was taken, he was like, well, I'll do Superman. So we did. Very cool. Yeah, they look great with the laser doing that work. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm thrilled with how these came out. I know I can't list them because I don't want to freaking bring on the wrath of Sony and DC. Well, you can until they tell you not to. <laughs> to forget, they don't care about Wonder Woman and Superman. It's the Batman stuff. <laughs> I've gotten... Well, I'll, yeah. I saw another one. Uh, someone did the, what is it, the Dark Knight uh, Batman logo. But they did it with the the thin blue line for like a gear rack. So I might do another okay. Batman one that I paint with the uh, thin blue line going through it. There you go. That's pretty cool. I didn't even think so. about that. I was going to send you something. Um, and I'm dropping off a package for you at the post office later today. Woo! Thank you. Because freaking Printful took forever getting me uh, some samples. <laughs> one of which is this hat right here, which I freaking love. I love, I, I like the multicam thing. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but it's got the new logo on top. And then I showed it earlier. It's got the, um, the old logo on the back, which is really cool. And I need a haircut cause this thing's fit and tight. It's got mine done Saturday. So well, I had, well now I get mine cut at home and just buzz everything again. Did you just get a, that wasn't a text from me. I don't think. No, it was an email from Custom Inc. Oh, okay. It says, we're with you every step of the way. No, you ain't, bitch. We're listening to you right now. Yes. No, that's the NSA. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm on a list somewhere. I'm a free thinker. <laughs> I had Marty um, from Red Lake reach out to me this morning, actually. He also reached out last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a meme. I won't see it. Because it's probably going to expire if it's in a story. I'm not going on Instagram, Marty. Sorry. That's okay. I'm just going to start sending you posts. There were several <laughs> that like just popped up in my feed and, like throughout the week. And I'm I'm one of those people, and we've talked about this before. I don't talk shit leading right. up to the game. Yeah. I wait until the game is over because I am afraid that I will jinx it. Right. I didn't talk shit this week, did I? I know. We were very respectful of that space. And yeah. I did notice that you didn't want to place a bet. Like nope. Usually you are... I've Come lost every bet I've made with you. I'm not going to make any more. I can't afford physically. I can't afford financially to lose a bet to you anymore. So because I'd have to it, make something it, bigger and better, and I don't have that time so or money. Speaking of the bets, um, so my mom came over yesterday. She to see me for my my birthday, which was earlier in the week, and, <laughs> and she she looks up because I have the niner sign that you made. It's hanging up in the living room, and she's looking at it. And she's like, "Did you make that?" I'm like, no, that was. The last time the Niners and Cowboys played, Mike is a Cowboys fan. And he lost, so he had to make me something Niners. She goes, oh, okay. Did you turn it on That's for really her? nice. I go, but I, I did. Well, actually, okay. I think I killed the batteries because okay. <laughs> like, when I first got it, I was like, nope. Yeah. That's Put awesome. I, wish, I should make so. some corded ones, too, but I don't know how people – how do you hang it? 
I mean, it might be good for a table if you have a corded one that you can plug in. Yeah. But if you hang so, it, the cord's got to go somewhere, and that's a pain. So what I do, and I've seen um, – the coffee's not kicked in yet. Um, touch my woodworks. I fa. I'm forgetting. Yeah, fa. Yeah. Um, what he does, and then Sam at Uncharted, I, they do the same thing. They have a battery pack that you can buy off of Amazon that the USB will plug into. And you can just command strip it to the back. But the only thing is, it's about three quarters of an inch thick. So you have to That's put the same a, basically a spacer yeah. on the back and then cut out a little alcove for it. And then the cord comes through the back of the sign and plugs into that. And that's where you put your hanging hardware is on this little spacer piece. So every so it's pushed off the wall a little bit too. But so it's still battery operated. Yes, but it's much easier to get to the um, the battery power supply. Yeah. So when you need to play, you just take it off, unhook it, take the four yeah. or five whatever however many batteries, throw them back in there, put it back on. But you and you have get, the little remote thing. You can get to yours easily. Why didn't I have the? I bought the strips before. That's why I used to do my yeah. um, flags with. And then with the remote, and you can change the colors. Yeah, they're from China. China. China, and they suck. Half the time, the remotes break. It's just cheap. So the ones, the lights I use now, I actually I've never they're had like Christmas lights. Yeah, I've never had a problem <laughs> with them. They, 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 they work nice. There's no remote. It's just one color. Yeah, that's the issue. But so Marty reached out to me this morning. Um, he had a buddy of his reach out to him wanting to make this. It's it's half of a generic police badge and half of the firefighting symbol. And then it, so on the I'm going to show you a picture in a second. And then on one side, it's got the blue line. The other side, it's got the red line. OK. But and it's he, got the little the snake EMS doctor thing in the yeah, middle. The stick with a snake. That's kind of cool. It. Yeah, so he said, you know, Marty said, my buddy, who's a good friend of mine, reached out and asked me if I could make this, but I just don't have time to do it. Uh, he wants it as big as possible. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> he said, he said he, I, I'll give him your information so he can contact you. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, it's got a mid-March deadline. So currently in my shop, I have absolutely not a fucking thing going on. because. do it. I'm making signs, sports signs for friends that I'm just going to use as promotional items, right? And I'm in the middle of a home remodel. So when I told you that I have an issue, a problem in the shop, my problem is when it's daylight out, I don't like being in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to make a problem for me when I go to days because I had to be in the shop for six years because I had nothing else to do. And I didn't just want to sit down my ass and watch TV all night. So yeah. I built this amazing wood shop. Since I've been on days in the detective division, I haven't been down here. There's stuff to do during the day. Yes. There's places <laughs> that are open and people that are around and things to do. Places to go, people to see. <laughs> right. So I thought, uh-oh. Because by April, I'm going to days, like, in patrol permanently. Yeah. And I thought, I'm in trouble. Because I come down here and I look around and I go, well, I don't have to be down here. And especially because yeah. I don't have any orders, so it's not like I have to be in here working on something. 
And I've got so much home remodeling stuff to finish that I really can't do it at night. Um, a lot of it is noise permitting. I, I, I'm going to be building a mantle for the fireplace. And in order to, to put this mantle up, I need to secure a two by eight to the brick, which requires a hammer drill and, a, you know, all that. Yeah. Can't do that at night. So I'm going to be doing that during the day. And then, uh, you know, after I finish that room, which is really close, mantle and doors, that's all that's left for those cabinets. And then the room is done. Uh, then it's time to trim out the hallway upstairs and the, all the wainscoting and the stairs going up on the wall, the stairs going up, and then the hallway up there. I just got lots of stuff to do, so I don't know if I'm actually going to be in the shop much. Yeah. You know, my buddy Bill came over and spent hours fine-tuning my jointer. He, he sends me a text the other day. How's the jointer running? I go, I have no fucking idea. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't run any wood on it. There's, <laughs> I've got 36 pieces of wood stacked on it right now I'm looking at. Uh, so I told you in the pre-show that Kim and I moved all of our boxes from, you know, ever, forever into a storage unit. Yeah. A lot of those floor to ceiling all the way across the wall was on the opposite side of my shop wall that I want to open up. So now that's all gone on the other side. And now I can actually move the wood that's laying up against the wall on this side and open up that wall. And then I can start framing out the shop to make it bigger if i'm not going to be in it during the day i don't know if i really want to. i'm not it, it makes it makes total sense i gotta make the bigger shop that I'm i won't be in be using and then i'll have to get a second <laughs> air purifier system for that side oh yeah, yeah naturally you gotta you gotta trick that side out i went to lunch I, I will say this i really like my shop being in the garage because i actually get that outside yeah daytime stuff because i just right. open up the big door yeah i live in California where, you know, I mean, not the last few weeks, but it's typically sunny and yeah. Yeah, pleasant I mean, outside. I would love a shop out in the garage spring through fall. Not yeah. so much in the winter, but we get humid summers here too. So the wood would be all, you know, yeah. I don't want to. That's kind of the nice that. thing here is it's, it's pretty dry, but yeah, it's nice to be able to like walk outside. Like the kids go play outside while, yeah, while well, I'm yeah. in the shop. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. And then every now and then I just poke my head out and make sure nobody's dead. Right or kidnapped? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we have a we have a little. Uh, I always joke. We live in a gated community. Oh, oh hello. Uh, so, huh, yes. <laughs> uh, but no, like we do have a gate, and then it's just like a little circle. Okay. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Like it's like this one little development popped up, and they're like, "We're gonna put a gate there." Nice. There's like maybe there's like maybe fifteen twenty houses in this okay literal circle. <laughs> so it's it's really. It, I, I love it because it's like when I grew up, we went outside. I think I'm the last generation that did this. You went outside when the sun came up, right, came home when it's dark. And you played all day when the yeah. street light came on. Yeah. That was the universal sign of get the fuck home. Yeah. Um, but there were no adults outside in the front watching us play on, you know, out in the street or anything like that. And like, right. so I, that's what we do is we send the kids outside and like, look, just stay on our side of the circle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So it's nice that they get to be able to do that stuff. And then it's, I poke my head out or I'll be out in the garage and I just, it's fun. I'll go out there with my son and the neighbor kid and, uh, while they're playing football and I'm the all time quarterback and I'll go out there and throw the, throw the football for them. How long till you get a Purdy Jersey? Oh, I'm, I'm already working. on it. Okay. <laughs> 
I figured. Uh, oh, big cock Brock. Yeah. So I think I'm still going to open up the shop because I want to put my jointer over there. And I think I'll put my bandsaw over there and I'll put the drill press over there. And it'll be like big tool side. Yeah. And maybe some other benches and some French cleat wall hanging stuff. And it'll be, it will make my organization way much better. Way, way much way, better. Way, way much more gooder. Way much more gooder. So <laughs> we'll be starting that soon since I have no projects coming up unless I get this one from Marty's friend. Um, then I don't even know how much I would actually charge. Probably like three fifty if he wants a, a big wooden one. I can figure out how to do that snaking thing if it's going to be a, yeah. maybe a scroll saw part where it's pieces. Do it. Just do it 3D. Like I would make that part sit on top. On top, of it. yeah. Because you could use your CNC to engrave out a lot of stuff. Yeah. So cut out that the shape, my, put the st- engrave yeah. the stars in it, and then tape off the. Yeah, the like taping stuff, stuff off would be kind of a pain in the dick, but yeah. But we'll figure it out. I think it'd be easier than cutting every individual piece and. Yeah, gluing it doing together. all that shit. Yeah. So I spoke to a. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. I have a friend who's a realtor. I think mm-hmm. I did. And I'm trying to figure out a pricing option for cutting boards. So I hadn't even addressed that because I've been so busy with work. But um, like you said, to get the two by, what does the Forest to Home kit, the bigger bigger kits come with? Because uh, I bought. Oh, everything's already. Oh, it's S4S. It's already right. like, it's basically you just glue it. I have <laughs> two of those boards here that I made. I don't really like the thickness of them because they're just. Just over three quarters of an inch. I'd like to make thicker boards. Yeah, but I guess if I stood them up this way instead of laid them down, then they'd be thicker. I yeah, but then they're gonna. But then it's gonna be a smaller board. Yeah, I'd have to get two kits into one. Yeah. Or what you could do is, and I'm gonna do this for for us because Annie has. I feel bad for her because she has all the prototype things, <laughs> all my all my learning yeah. learning pieces. Um, but I had ordered a bunch of cherry, um, in anticipation of getting a cutting board order from somebody that I never got. So I have some, um, oh, nice. four quarter cherry sitting there. That's already S4S. So all I got to do is rip it down, right. chop it up and glue it up. And then I can have a very hefty, um, ingrain cherry board that oh. I want to, I want to make for her because she's getting, more into because um, we homeschool and right. she's getting more into I'm trying to think of the the best way to describe this so that people understand it. Um, it's not homesteading because we live in the fucking city and we can't have chickens or anything like that. But she's trying to get more into less processed stuff and more okay, like getting it directly from like farmers or sure. we have a little market nearby where it goes straight from farm to market to us. So, like, she gets raw milk, eggs straight out of the chicken's asshole, and then she's doing more cooking and baking and stuff. Nice. Instead of, like, getting a lot of processed stuff. Right. And I hope that comes across correctly. Yeah, it did. She's she's doing more in the kitchen than she ever has, but I feel bad for her because she has this kind of shitty cutting board (laughs) that's, like, three quarters of an inch thick. Right. With a shitty juice groove. That, I want to okay. get her a big beefy one. So I have Jonathan Erickson's monster death board that he <laughs> gave me. The blunt object. Yeah, and a <laughs> small one that he made from scraps. But 
no one in my house, and that by, by no one I mean my wife, likes using a wooden <laughs> cutting board. She'd rather have this piece of shit plastic cutting board that ruins your knives. And I'm like, whatever. So I don't even use Jonathan's big ass murder board. To each their own. Yeah, I am. I told them I was going to practice on it. I want to put those um, lift handles underneath the sides okay. where, you, where you use the router, the round. Um, yeah, bit. you just kind of like that little bullnose bit. And yeah, create a little alcove. Yeah, I'm going to fingers do that on the sides of it, and maybe put a juice groove in it and make it my own. <laughs> then I'll use it. I don't care. I want to. I would like to make my own board for my own house, but I'm going to use yeah. Jonathan's as a test piece since it's so big. Yeah. And I'd like well, to get one CNC of those. You use CNC to do the juice groove. Yeah, I did that for Danny's board that I made for him. Although the spacing wasn't exactly the way I wanted it to be, so I have to practice around with it. But um, I want to get I made one. my own little juice groove jig. Wait, with that the works out pretty well. One by twos or whatever, or uh, I use just scrap plywood. And you can that basically, I just, oh no, I, I, it's just four L shaped pieces. Oh, okay. That I put double sided tape on and then I stick it down on the side of the board. Or, yeah. On the side of the board. And then the router just boom, 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 okay. boom, boom, butts up against it. It's the same idea as that adjustable one from like Kiwi. Yeah. But I, uh, okay. no, it works just, good though, right? I'm cheap. Yeah. It works fine. Yeah. Cause I, the one that Annie has, I tried to free, like eyeball it and freehand it. Okay, it's not good. that's good. It's no, not great. It was not, not smart. <laughs> no, like not one hard. side's deeper than the other. Yeah, no. One side's a little fucking like snake thing. Not a good idea. <laughs> it's it's no. I was, it was obviously a first try. Yeah, I thought about making a jig, like the last one I did on the CNC, and it came off like one thirty seconth of an inch over on one side. I can tell. Yeah, Danny couldn't tell. He doesn't. But to me, I could tell but i had someone send me a video uh on how to do it properly with the cnc you know, two years ago i was west huh. west kentucky woodworking um he had sent it to me i downloaded the videos uh, onto my phone so i could you know go back and look at them and it was very it's a very good video and explains how to do it with the board. And so if I actually want to do it properly, I can, you know, bring that up again and, um, and look at it, but, Oh, it's from falling Creek woodworks. Okay. He sent me the, the video on how to do so it. So what I've started, cause I get the same way of like, I can see the error. So therefore I don't want to send it out. Yeah. What I do now is if I see it, I take it to Annie, I hand it to her and I go, tell me if there's anything wrong with this. Yeah, that's a good idea. And she'll look at it and she goes, well, because you're giving it to me, I know there is, but I, I don't see it. <laughs> right. So then like, you go, and I'm sold. Looking, and I'm looking for it. I go, right. okay, cool. Okay, good. That, that's kind of, she's my QC. Okay. Because <laughs> <sighs> I see, like, you and I are the same. Like, we see all the imperfections. Right. We don't see the, how nice it looks. We see where we made a mistake. Exactly. I think so, every maker has that issue. Yes. So get you a significant other yeah. and bother them, take it to them and go, tell me what's wrong with this. Okay. I never even thought of that, but yeah. And then when they go, it looks fucking good. Get out of my face. You go, okay, cool. Good. And then you can ship it. Right. All right. I'll start doing. And then that. when and then when you put then when you ship it, you just put a little sticker in there of like uh, quality control done by, and then you put your spouse's <laughs> name. <laughs> that way, if there's anything wrong, they were like, I don't know who this right. who this Andy KM is. is. They're, yeah. they're a fucking bunch of idiots. <laughs> or you just assign a number to them, like eighteen. Yeah. 
like QC. Like what, what's your favorite number? Hers 10? is eighteen. Got it. So, yeah, eighteen. <laughs> QC eighteen. Yeah, QC ten, and then send it off. <laughs> All right, so I, I've got some pretty big news I haven't even shared with you yet because I just got an email last night. But hmm. I, I, do we have a breaking? Do we have breaking news? We do have breaking news. Hey, we haven't, we haven't used this in a while. Yeah. And now, breaking news with Mike Maraza. Mike. Thank you, Brandon. I am coming to you live from the Maraza Woodworking Shop. I want the guy, who's the weatherman? from <laughs> the family Ollie. guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here's Ollie with the weather. Ollie. <laughs> it's cold. It's raining sideways. <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. Where's your umbrella? Inside out, two miles back. Uh, all right, breaking news. All right. We have picked up a sponsor for the entire year for the show. A whole year. We're going to sponsor the entire year. I'll believe it when I see a check. Surf prep. Yeah, text right. from Hannah, or an email from Hannah yesterday uh, in reference to sponsoring the show. She had... We tried to get around last year, and it got really hectic at the end of the year. And then she said she wanted to sponsor some episodes. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then uh, she uh, said, you know, how much is the sponsorship? And I sent her an email, you know, right right near Christmas time or whatever it was. And then uh, she sent me back an email. All right, we like to do the whole season. She asked, how many episodes do you guys do? And I'm like, eh. <laughs> 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 said, some. Eh. We do some. 35 to 40, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's about right. It comes out to 35 to 40. And then she just sent me an email. Yeah, we like to do the whole season. Holy shit. And then they want to, you know, have her and her dad, whoever else uh, from the from the um, company on at one of the shows or two of the shows. So I got to put that together and send it back to her. I, I told her, here's here was my, my thinking was, I'd hate to sell 40 and then we don't do 40 shows because she's going to well, pay up front. We will for sure, whatever it is, right? Whatever number we sell her, we will deliver that many. Yeah. Well, I was minimum. looking at the phone and that whether it's, if we start you know, next week <laughs> or not, but if we start in February, that brings us to October. And usually that gives us some wiggle room for de- November and December, which we usually do less yeah. shows because of the holidays. So I think we'll be good. Um, I'll get that out to her this week. And uh, it'll be the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast brought to you by Surf Prep Sanding. And we'll get Sweet. some copy from them. We'll have them on as guests. And uh, that should be fun. It should be a good partnership. I'll see them at WorkbenchCon. That'll be fun to if see I, them. If I win this free ticket, then I might go. Yeah. Um, if, if you win the free ticket, you better go. Well, Because you don't have to pay the, for lodging. Well, here's part of the reason, okay? I've And I've always kind of maintained this with the woodworking and all that. All my family stuff, kids stuff will forever come first. Of course. We have opening ceremonies for the Little League. I am. Oh, that weekend is it? Rather a large, a, a, I have a rather large role with sure. the Little League. Our opening ceremonies are March third. Ah, uh, that is the middle day of it. Yeah. So that's kind of that's a that's a big reason why I'm not going this year. Yeah. Unless I win the free ticket, like yes, it, you know, I'm kind of using that as like, well, if I get the ticket for free, then I'll probably go. But okay. 
Yeah, we leave on but, the second and come back on the fifth. So yeah, because I think it's what the second through the fourth or something like that. Yeah, it's like Thursday yeah, so. the second's the check in Thursday evening or like late yeah. afternoon. And then it's like the third, the fourth, and then all Friday, all Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and then everyone leaves on Sunday. Yeah. So we'll see. I. You know how these contests are. Get me. Some... I, I... Yeah, I know. I. So we'll see. Um, That'd be cool. I'm also supposed to be taking a trip in like April or something to uh, Scottsdale. Oh, for spring with training? With the boys. No, so. We'll, oh, April will be our, already season. T- yeah. Yeah. So what, what we typically do, right, where I work, we have, um, you you, know, you have your patrol team. Oh, you said you guys put in um, money. We usually will. Yeah. Well, we usually all will take a trip at the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. Like with your team. So we're, what we've talked about is going down to Scottsdale. A lot of us will go to like Reno, Tahoe, something like that, or just go have a real nice dinner. Okay. Go get shit face drunk. Yeah. And then be, um, cause some sort of shenanigans to where we are BOLs, which stands for be on the lookout. Yeah. Bolos. Yes. Always, always be a BOL. Don't be caught. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that'll be uh, fun. But no. I would love to go to WorkbenchCon, um, but like I said, there's well, maybe next there's year. family stuff that I would love to take care of, and I think I think next year with this is my first year doing this role with the little league and taking on yeah. a lot more. I didn't realize how much it was going to be, and I don't think I'm going to do that next year because I am the point of, of contact, work, dude. Yeah, dude, a lot of work. Well, and and the president is a buddy of mine, and we work together. Yeah, so I'm kind of his go-to. Yeah, so I end up with a lot of stuff. You're getting just, to that age group though with your kids and and your your life where you're just gonna be consumed with family stuff. Oh yeah, and that that's this part of the year because my right. son has his regular martial arts class. He's on the demonstration team for the studio, and then he's got baseball. Right. So. And now my oldest daughter, she has her ballet, and now she has softball. Right. And it's starting next year. The youngest one will be in T-ball. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice knowing, yeah. <laughs> so next year, I'm going to be doing a lot of crying. Yeah. On this show. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so it's it's fun, though. No, it's it's enjoyable. It's just trying to coordinate everything. And I feel bad for Annie because I work. I leave here at about 1.30 in the afternoon. So she has all that shit. Yeah. Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah. So I'm hoping next, this upcoming shift to go back to like Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, or maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday to help out a little bit more. That'd be cool. But, but I'm not going back to midnights. I'm staying on swings. Is there a chance for you <laughs> to go to actual day shift? Um, I don't want to go to day shift. So swing is going to be. Swings works out best for me because okay. on day shift, I would have to leave here at about 430 in the morning. Then I got set in commuter traffic. Right. Both ways. Then I then I got to do day shift. Right. Which I, I don't handle day shift calls very well because my patience is well, our not day there shift for, is for so stupid busy. people. Our day shift is so busy. So much like, busier than our midnight shift. See, for us, the swing shift is the busiest. I don't mind a busy shift. Yeah. As long as it's a, I call it a quality call for service. Where it's like, hey, we have an in-progress crime. We have a crime against a person. We got something legit versus my kid won't go to school. Right. Well, I need, my kid is, he's incorrigible. I just, I need you. Yeah. But on swing shift, those calls are few and far between. Yeah. 
on day shift, that's a majority of it. Because I, and I remember going through FTO, I started out on day shifts. So that's where I spent six weeks at the start and four weeks at the end. And it was just, and even in freaking gang neighborhoods, it's like, he's incorrigible. He won't go to school. Like, fucking hit him. I've already warned my on my next team, who shift yeah. I'm going to, that my current team doesn't want me on their calls anymore because I have no patience for anybody. <laughs> and it's only going to get worse because the people on day shift, you can't talk to them the same way as the people on night shift because yeah, they're a different it, type of people. Yeah. This, so, like you got a day shift. You have to deal with taxpayers. Yeah. So I, night they've, shift, they've been warned. Deal with the crowd that right. you can tell to go fuck off and yes. they'll be like, okay. Yeah. So that's my favorite thing. To, like I, I tell all the new guys this once they get off of probation, cause I don't want to screw them up while they can still very easily be fired. I go, I always think of the same 7-Eleven. And it's right by one of the larger homeless encampments and has a problem with them coming there. Yeah. I go, what? You go, just wait. And one of them will come like scurrying across the street. And I look at them. I go, hey, go back to the fucking creek. And they turn around and they go back. I go, see? And now you've saved the 7-Eleven any and all problems. <laughs> and you've prevented a call for service. Yeah. High five. Let's go get a Slurpee. <laughs> Which when we switch over to to work stuff, I Which have is right uh, now. Seven, okay, and, and switch. switch room. <laughs> so um, we have no recruits on our team right now. Okay, um, and I can actually tell a story about my buddy's recruit because um, it was not good. It was very bad. Uh, but anyways, uh, since we don't have a recruit right now, my buddy and I are doubled up. He's got a newborn, so he's at just gassed. So we're getting loaded up, and all of a sudden, a Wait, call you for guys, service comes um, out. Share a car together? Yeah. So we'll ride. Oh, we'll ride two man. Okay. Um, even though usually we like to have our own car, just so that we don't have to deal with other people's bullshit, and we can do whatever we want when we want. Yeah. But because he's got a newborn and is absolutely exhausted and <laughs> feeling it, because it's okay. his first, so he and I are doubled up, and uh, there's a call for service at our Seven Eleven. This is the good 7-Eleven. This is the one where the guy is always nice to us. He he always makes sure there's a fresh pot of coffee anytime we go in there, all this stuff. Like, he's good, he's good people. And not because he gives us free shit. He's just a good dude. And there's a call comes in of a homeless male outside, swinging a knife around, yelling at customers. Which, okay. Well, is he, is he uh, threatening anybody? No, no, he's just being crazy. Okay. All right. Well, it's our 7-Eleven, and you don't fuck with our 7-Eleven. So, <laughs> so the helicopter, um, I guess they didn't have anything to do, so they were like, all right, we'll go. <laughs> Which is, if, if you can ever work for a department that has a helicopter. I, I missed that opportunity. Yeah. Do that. I wish I because could. the whole time we're driving, we're stuck in rush hour traffic. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, he's going to probably just go around. He's over there. He's like, yeah, he's just uh, standing there. He's being crazy. Like, he's not bothering anybody or he's not actually like hurting anybody or anything. Like he smacked the shit out of the sidewalk. <laughs> actually, my favorite thing is like the helicopter guys, they don't give a shit about like, you know, radio discipline right, or anything yeah. like that. So they're up in it. And he's like, yeah, he's uh oh, he just beat the piss out of the sidewalk there. <laughs> Nice. Actually, it sounds more like, yeah, I can see him. Not, he's beat the shit out of the yeah. nice. So 
So we're getting the updates when we get over there and get our whole little posse together, roll in. <laughs> and I jump out of the car. And it's it's funny because we have the same kind of demeanor. He just goes, hey, come here. Yes, sir. Like super chill. Still carrying a knife? <laughs> no, he actually reached into his pocket, took out the knife, and then my gun came out. I go, no. He sets it down in his shopping cart. Nice. <laughs> and he walks over. I go, okay, that's better. So <laughs> he ended up having to get this, a, a $20,000 misdemeanor warrant for trespassing in another city. Wow. <laughs> That's we got down to the jail. And jail staff's like, man, $20,000 warrant. Hell yeah. And they look at the church like, for fucking trespassing? I go, yeah, dude, Gilroy don't play. Wow. <laughs> so that is how that situation was resolved. But I want to talk to you about this recruit. So we have, you go three phases, right? You go right. to three different FTOs, and then you go back to your primary one. So my buddy got one in his third phase. So he's getting ready to be on his own. And the other FTOs, um, I don't want to call them lazy, but they're not really into doing stuff. Like training? Yeah. Or like putting them in uncomfortable situations to see how they deal with talking to uncooperative people. So this this rookie, uh, my buddy takes him to a gang area where just last year there was a homicide. And he sees um, – he's British, by the way, so he's got a hardcore British accent. That's cool. Yeah. It, it's really funny. And um, so he sees these three fellows standing in a parking lot. Uh, what he doesn't know is that this is where the homicide occurred. I know it because it was my old beat and I hear him go out on three, um, uh, at this spot. So I'm just freaking jamming over there because I know the neighborhood. And apparently what happened was he drove by one time. And he tells my buddy, he goes, I, th I think I saw them drinking. And I just imagine him talking as Pip from South Park. So he makes a U-turn, drives back, and these guys start throwing up, you know, their gang signs. Towards goes, the cows. Oh. Yes. He goes, oh, they're gangsters. He goes, how do you know that? Because my buddy's like, he's done with this kid at this point. He's irritated with him beyond belief. He goes, they were throwing up gang signs. As he continues to drive past them, and then he, go, he gets away from him, he goes, I'm going to stop him. And makes another U-turn. <laughs> and, yeah. So naturally, these guys are like, why are you harassing us? But the best part was, he goes... I think I saw you drinking. Like, oh, you thought you thought he does the right thing. He asks for another unit. I'm like, All right, cool. And then he proceeds to not address these guys standing behind a car, not being able to see their hands, grabbing bottles of alcohol. And my buddy just turns to me and goes, do you feel comfortable right now? Or do you kind of wish your partners would step it up and, um, Talk about like radio discipline and proper radio traffic. <laughs> you should like, uh, could could the other unit step it up? <laughs> like, so I'm being a smart. I'm already coming screaming. So I just get on there. Uh, do you mean you want me code three? He goes, oh yeah, yeah that. <laughs> so we get there and stuff. And apparently it was the guy that got murked. Uh, apparently it was his birthday. And his his homies were out there drinking, and oh. I made them cry. <laughs> did you make some make them pour some out for their homie? Oh, I did. Yeah. I said, let me say that Jameson real quick. I'm like, for the homies. Uh, I pulled it up, poured it out. This is my favorite thing to do with people that are drinking in public is to take their booze and just pour it out in front of them. 
So we were like, we kind of gave him some shit for not recognizing all that stuff because it's an entire, his entire team is full of FTOs and he's the only recruit. Okay. So there's five FTOs. So we all kind of right. train him. Yeah. And so I asked him, is that the first time you've dealt with people that were uncooperative? He's like, yeah. Nice. Okay. I go, I go, well, for your first time, not bad. You found the right people. I go, these are the droids you're looking for. These are the droids you're looking for. To try to like pump him up because he's been getting hammered on shit. Yeah. Like, hey, good job. Good job. These are the people. That's the shit we want to see. He goes, I go, now go do it again. So he takes my buddy. My buddy's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so he makes another car stop and asks for another unit. I come up there and my buddy's just like head in hand, just shaking his head. I'm like, what's up? He's like, it's like, he goes, go up and talk to the guy. I'm like, okay. I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? He's like, I don't know. I got pulled over for, you know, you said I made a bad turn. I'm like, okay, cool. Walk back. I go, so he's fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah. He goes, this numb nuts is just going to cite him for the bad turn. And let him go. Oh, fuck. So he gets a like, ticket hey. and then smashes into somebody. And then you no, get in I, trouble I, for not arresting I, I walk up. I just tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, dude. Um, you going to book you this doing? guy for 501? Well, we call it a 501. Yeah, for us, it's a 23152 or yeah. deuce. He goes, so uh, what uh, what you doing? He's like, oh, I'm going to cut him a sight for the bad turn. I go, um, or, and I'm just supposing here, um, you do a DUI investigation. And he kind of looks at me. I go, you don't smell that? He's like, no. I go, okay, you can see, correct? Like, I, I, I was Maybe he's got smart- COVID and he can't smell. I was, I was kind of being a smart ass, and I go, have you had COVID? Right. And he goes, yeah. I go, okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt because there has been documented studies of people who have had a, a really hard time getting their smell back. Okay. I go, but you got eyes, right? Yeah. You didn't notice that his eyes were bloodshot and watery? And you have ears that work, right? Yeah. You couldn't hear the slurred speech? And he's just kind of sheepishly like looking at me. Let's go get him out of the car. So he goes to pull him out of the car. I'm standing up at the A pillar. And for those of you that aren't cops that don't know what an A pillar is, it's the very front pillar of your car that like kind of holds your windshield in. So I'm standing there and this dude's right hand goes down by his right waistband, kind of like at the four or five o'clock position. This kid doesn't address it at all. My gun is already three quarters of the way out of the holster. So like if he, if he produces, I'm getting two weeks off. And finally, he comes out with a cell phone. I'm like, you're fucking dumb. So I grab that hand and I tell him, I go, that's a good way to get shot. Hand it to the rookie. Rookie walks him over. Does a really shitty little pat down real quick. And then starts his DUI investigation while this guy is being mouthy the entire time. Takes his hat off, like hands it out to the side for me. So I take it and fucking fling it across the street. (laughs) That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted it over there. My bad. We'll get it later. Takes off his little uh, jacket overcoat thing, is lifting his shirt up while this rookie is trying to do the field sobriety exercises and is constantly screaming, don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Lifts up his shirt. Look how strong I am. Don't fuck with me. Starts pounding on his chest. I'm standing behind the guy like, you're going to fucking die, dude. Like, you're going to – this guy's going to cave your face in. And he – so we all teach – and learn about pre-assaultive indicators, right? He's hit a few. Am I correct? <laughs> Just a few. 
Here's one that he hit that I've never actually seen in person. He started like rolling up his pant leg. <laughs> like, uh, what the f- I started laughing. I'm like, I've never seen that one. And I'm just I'm waiting for this kid to do something. Right. And he starts to demonstrate the walk and turn. Like completely turning his side to the guy. I'm like, like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> And this guy's getting more and more agitated, talking over him also. And finally, I just go, I, I said, no, we're done playing this game. <laughs> Fucking grab his arm, storm in handcuffs, hand him off to the crag, put him in the back of the car, put your camera in there on him, and then meet me over at my car because we're going to talk. <laughs> I start walking over. My buddy walks over. You should have let him fucking hit him. <laughs> yeah. I go, yeah, but like this kid is about as big around as my leg. Uh, like he was going to die. <laughs> nice. So we had to come to Jesus talk with him. I was like, dude, like you didn't see any of that? It's like, no. Like, fuck, dude. Like, all right, go get your fucking DUI paperwork. What the hell's going on over there? (laughs) My kid's like sweeping the floor or something. I keep, and he just, I think he's sweeping or is he dropping the people's elbow up there? Yeah, I think he dropped a body on the floor. I don't, I'm trying to mute the microphone. That's fine. You can hear my kids yelling in the background. (laughs) It's a big broom, apparently. Yeah. It's a big body-shaped broom. So (laughs) I freaking tell you, go get your DUI paperwork. And my place just shakes pissed off. I'm like, dude, I'll I'll supervise him. Like, you relax for a minute. So he's getting stuff. I go, hey, dude, I go, fucking take a breath. Yes, you fucked up. Move on. You still have to finish your DUI investigation. We still got to do all the other shit. Just fucking move on, okay? Forgets to put himself in route to our um, alcohol investigation bureau. I'm sorry, what was that? It's So we call it AIB. I think it counts for alcohol investigative either building or bureau. I don't know. Okay. It's just basically a place where we have like the calibrated breathalyzer. Okay. Or we'll have like the uh, phlebotomist. Come over there to draw blood. Wow. Okay. Sorry, doing an interrupt. Yeah. It's fancy. So, yeah, I know. Big city problems, right? <laughs> so he forgets to put him ra- himself in route there transporting a prisoner. So I sent my buddy a text. We're driving over. You know he forgot to do that, right? He goes, yep. Just waiting to see how long it takes. <laughs> I go, you want me to do it over the air? He goes, yeah, I kind of do. Embarrass him. So I do it. <laughs> So we get down there, and this guy is still just uh, like he is just motherfucking everybody, not going with the program. And this kid is like just not addressing. He's just face buried in his paperwork, doing it. And me and my buddy are just talking shit right back to the guy, like handling the situation. And then finally, he makes this really great spontaneous statement, like, "Hey, are you gonna give blood?" He goes, "No, fuck that. I'm gonna wait till I'm sober." <laughs> Thanks, and buddy. Air quotes. Yeah. I just pointed at him. I went, "You're smart." Yeah. That's a smart move. Is that on camera too? Yep. Well, my body camera is still rolling. I okay. pointed right at him. Like, look, dude, the sooner you get blood, the sooner this is over, the sooner we can all get on with our lives. And he's like, I'm going to wait till I'm sober. I'm like, you're so, like, <laughs> smart decision. Like, I honestly would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. I'd wait till I was sober. You fucking idiot. <laughs> They're not smart, Brandon. No, we don't catch the smart ones. No, no. The smart ones become like serial killers and get their own like Netflix documentary. Right. Yeah. So 
all that shit happens. And finally, like to the, it got to the point where I just look at this kid. And I go, Hey, do you even want to be here, man? <laughs> Cause I think he'd make a great community service officer. See, that's the, yeah. The thing that you guys can go from patrol I mean, to see it's a substantial pay cut, but this, like, I don't think this dude could handle this, you know, like a hairy situation on his own. It's going to get somebody hurt. Yeah. And we'll find so, out. Yeah. So we recommend it. And it sucked because it happened like his last week with us. And we kind of noticed that he was taking his time getting to hot calls. I don't want like, to go to that. So that other people would get there first. Of course. So we started going like my buddy would go, all right, nope, we're taking the primary on this. All of you hold on. Let him get there first. Like unless somebody's going to die. Right. So we start parking like a block away and like, dude, I, we would sit there and wait for like five, 10 minutes for this kid to fucking figure his shit out. Wow, dude. Yes. Yeah, it was bad. not. Yeah, it was not good. So we recommended uh, like at least two weeks of being extended, but I don't know that his primary FTO is going to really fucking do anything to fix him. Other than just pass him through. That's not good. Nope. So we shall see. Right, good how's uh, how's it going detecting shit? It's going well. Busy. <laughs> so my buddy Frank came back, and that's who I was filling in for. So he's on light duty now. And uh, like I was sitting at his desk for a while because when I first got to the Dick's office, the computer for the fourth detective, which I am, wasn't set up and didn't have stuff loaded in it like our RMS system, report management system, all that stuff. Yep. So I had to use kitty corner office, uh, a kitty corner from my desk is Frank's uh, desk. And he's got a heater under his desk, <laughs> which is really nice uh, because it's freezing in the Dick's office because patrol fucks with the thermostat and turns it down to like 62. And when it's 30 degrees outside, 62 inside isn't really warm. No. So I've been walking over every morning over to the thermostat. As soon as I get in, I pass the DC's. I pass the chief's office and I pass the DC, and then the thermostat's right next to the DC's office. And <laughs> DC the other day, what are you doing, Mike? So I'm fucking freezing in here. What the hell's going on? He's like, yeah, it's not answering my question, Mike. What are you doing? I said, I'm I'm putting the heat on. <laughs> so every day now I turn the heat on, but not too high because it gets hot, you know. So I put it up to like 67 on heat instead of 62 Reasonable. on air. Yeah. So while I was working at Frank's desk, I thought I broke his heater. Oh, shit. <laughs> it like blew a fuse or something went crazy. And then Kevin's like, <laughs> my buddy Kevin, I don't know if you've seen Tommy Boy, but there's a line in there yes. when. What did you do? Richard. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> what did you do? So that I blew a fuse or something and all the computers went, went off and, and Kevin goes, what did you do? And ever since then, the, the heater hasn't worked. So I'm like, shit, I <laughs> think you, I broke. Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it oh, back Oh, yeah, in? multiple times. Okay. I think, I think pretty I, much the extent of my well, troubleshooting. Yeah, I think I broke <laughs> Frank's heater. But anyways, Frank comes back and I'm like, don't tell him I broke his heater. <laughs> so I'll have to bring one of my own in from home. And he comes back Monday. He came back Monday. And then he gets there 
earlier. He comes in at seven. So when I came in on Tuesday at nine, you know, he was already at his. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Hold on. Fucking dropping bodies up there. Okay, I just yelled. <laughs> um, so Frank, I come in. He's his heater's going. I'm like, I look under his desk. Same one. I think I might have blew out the whatever plug it was in, and not uh, the heater. Uh. Because he it was working fine, but anyways, he goes. Heater story aside, he says to me, he pulls out a folder or a file, a Manila file. That's how we get our cases assigned to us. The boss prints them out, the report, and then puts our name on the file and then the case number and what it is. He pulls one out and he goes, "You left this over here." I'm like, "What the fuck is it?" From December 26th, I had a case assigned to me. <laughs> For fraud. <laughs> and literally, this is just Thursday. I'm like, what? I look at it, December 26th. It's like a month ago. Fraud. So the guy, the victim, went to this kebab stop, whatever that is. Actually, it doesn't even exist in our town anymore. But it did in December. So he goes there. He buys $18 worth of food. And then he gets home, and he's got a $2,100 credit charge on his credit card from the kebab stop. Oops. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, shit. I dropped the, screwed the pooch on this one. How did this, I didn't even see this sitting over there. <laughs> so I called the guy up. I'm like, hey, this is Detective Marazzo. I got your case. I've, I've been working on your case. We're nonstop. It's a top priority. <laughs> for a month. And he goes, oh, yeah, thanks for calling. Just two days ago, my bank called and said that they just put my money back in my account, so I'm good. I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> closed. I closed perfect. another one. <laughs> All right, because I, I got to tell you, I've already chased the IP like somewhere in Syria. So, uh, yeah. unless, unless you want the U.S. to go to war, uh, so I want to let this one go. Close the case without even looking at it or working it. But officer time strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm currently working like an ag bat, and it's just aggravated battery, and it's just a clusterfuck. So, I got a. The folder I've made already is like, you know, two inches thick of bullshit. And I, I just, I don't know. But so I think I told you that we were going to go pick up some piece of shit who beat the shit out of his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't tell you that we did pick him up, did I? No. So we went to his work and um, Kevin and, and Roger were in the conference room. And then they brought me down the hall to wait in the workout room. And the boss said, because he wanted me to come in behind him, so he couldn't turn around and run, you know. So he was going to lead the guy down to see HR. Hey, HR wants to see you. And then lead him into the conference room, and then they'd see Kevin and Roger, and then I'd walk in behind him, so they couldn't, he couldn't turn around and beat feet. So the guy tells me, just wait in this room, and then I'll, I'll knock on the wall as we're coming down the hallway. I'll just knock on the wall, and then you'll know that I'm here, and then you can come in behind us. I'm like, okay. So I'm standing in this dark workout room, Behind a door. <laughs> There's mirrors everywhere. And across, standing in the shadows. Yeah, standing in the shadows. Across the hall is the entrance to the locker room. And everybody and their brothers coming into work, apparently, at that time. It's like four in the evening, four in the afternoon. And uh, so I'm standing there. I'm looking in the mirror, and I can see across the way. And there's all kinds of people coming. And I don't want them to just see me standing in this room by myself in the dark. So I'm kind of, like, hidden behind a door. And... I'm waiting for like, they said, he comes into work at four. It's like 3.40. So when he gets in, we'll bring him in. But you just wait here for 20 minutes by yourself. I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm like looking at Instagram and 
searching the reading a Marvel story. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I'm hearing all these people coming and going to the locker room. And then like at 10 after four, because I've been in there for like 30 minutes, the guy sticks his head in and he goes, Oh, they're they're ready for you. I walk in, the guy's already handcuffed. I'm like, What what the fuck happened? He I couldn't hear the guy knocking on the wall coming down the hallway because there was too many people coming and going in and out of the locker room. So apparently the guy walked in, saw Roger, was trying to figure out why there was a cop standing in there. Kevin came up behind him and grabbed him right away and cuffed him. So we get him in the car, and I parked our unmarked squad up against the side of the building. And as soon as he gets in the car, he goes, he Ubers to work, by the way. He goes, man, as soon as I saw that fucking police car, I should have just told my Uber to keep on going. I'm like, oh, so I didn't hide my car well enough for you. And he's like, no way, man. I saw it. And I go, okay, but you still came into work. And then the reason, this is the reason we're here. And he's like, that fucking bitch deserved everything she got. I'm like, right. Kevin's like, mental note, write that shit down. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. So this leads us to where we have him in custody now. Now, Cook County wants you to have all your ducks in a row before you call them for felony. We want this to be a felony domestic violence case because split her face yeah. open, stitches, great bodily harm. See, that stuff. sounds like a felony to me. In front of his kids. Okay. That sounds like child endangerment or child abuse. Seven and eight years old. Yeah. So now, so Kevin calls the state's attorney because we don't, we have to call for permission or get these charges okay. They want a forensic interview done on the children, which is done at an advocacy center. Yeah. So Kevin schedules it for the very next day and he's like, Do you want to go with? I'm like, Yeah. And I will tell all of those young officers who've now been doing this job a long time, but I've never sat in on an FI forensic interview. I will tell everyone from here on out that's in this field, if you get a chance to voluntarily go, don't go because some of the stuff you don't need to see. Okay. Cause you're going to hear some things that we didn't know were below the surface. You just don't want to see a young kid tell a story about how his dad climbed up on top shit. of his mom, used one hand for balance and then just fucking pummeled her in the face while the kid was there. I mean, I had to watch both interviews and it was fucking horrendous. And we're like, okay, well, we, we get that done. We go back to the PD, call the state. We got the FIs. We got, you know, her medical records. We got pictures. State's attorney. No felony. I, I had to leave. I had to go home because it's the end of my shift, and Kevin was going to stay while he was waiting, while he was talking to the state. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you in the morning. I come in in the morning. I'm like, so what's up? Yeah, no, no, no charges. No, I mean, no felony charges, just regular domestic battery. I'm like, what? So yeah, it wasn't <laughs> the great bodily harm wasn't great enough. Apparently six stitches, open lacerations, deformed, deformed face, none of that. So they just, he just booked them on a regular fucking domestic battery. How about that bullshit? That's Cook County. So that was a little disappointing. The forensic interview was very sad. I actually cried when I got home trying to tell Kim about it, listening to these kids you know, describe it, right? And they were, yeah. one kid sat up on the chair like he was sitting up on top of his mom and he was just, you know, swinging down. And yeah. and then the one brother tried pulling the dad off. He's yelling for the other brother to help and the other brother froze. And the kid's well, telling, yeah. the, kid's telling the, the counselor, you know, I was afraid my brother was calling for my help and I couldn't help him. I mean, it was fucking horrendous, man. I was, what the fuck? And you guy's probably already back out on the street. 
Well, he did have two warrants from other jurisdictions. So once he, he got a, he went for his bond hearing and they gave him a $50,000 D bond, which is a discount bond, which means you have to pay 10%. That's how it works out here. So he'd have to pay five grand. His mom had no money. Oh, sneeze coming on. Hold on. Oh, it crawled back up. <laughs> it went away. Scared it. He had no money. So if, if he does bond out, He's going right to DuPage County, who's got all kinds of time to fuck around because they ain't got, they don't have the caseload that Cook County has. So Good for them. hopefully he's still, but he got $10,000, I mean a $50,000 D and home monitoring ankle bracelet and the order of protection. And he lost his job because we had, we handed his boss's IDs and shit as we walked him out. He won't be needing these anymore. He's like, nope, he won't. He took that I'm shit. Pretty sure us. you're not going to want him back here. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. So that was nice to cost him a job. Uh, that's it. I got other stuff we could talk about later because it's getting late. But uh, that was one of the worst ones. Um, and not getting the felony approval is just a fucking joke, and that's what we deal with in Cook County. So you well, that's you everywhere. I, I've, it. I've been sitting. I've sat in courtrooms where um, ADAs, assistant district attorneys, will sit there. And I listen to them negotiate lesser charges with the public defender. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, just, just staring at him. Like, what Like, what are you doing here? Right. Like, we do you we not, can't like, understand I, it. And it makes well, us not. I, I, I do understand it to a certain extent. I do understand that people in the district attorney's office are judged on conviction rates. Yeah. And if you can get somebody to plead guilty. You don't really care what the charges are. You you care about getting that guilty plea because it's a conviction. It's another it's right. a one in the win column. Yeah. So I while I understand it, there has to be something done to where that's not how it works. What what they're judged on. Right. Because they're not taking cases that they should be ca- taking and they're not they're not prosecuting things that they should be prosecuting. And then these pieces of shit getting out and they're reoffending and then they're getting released again and it's just going to happen over and over and over again and then finally you get you alienate the police force so much through there in all honesty you go what the fuck's the point like if i catch somebody with dope in their pocket guess what i take the dope I throw I smash it the pipe yeah i book the dope and, and, and i'm done with it it's not worth me writing a report and no, cutting a citation like everywhere for you to right. just not show up to the court date be given or have a warrant issued for your arrest that where the bail amount is zero dollars. And all I got to do is cut a new citation with a new court date for you. Like that it's a, it is a waste of time and it's, it's going to get so much worse if the district attorney's office or the state's attorney's office don't start doing their fucking job. Which reminds me, the Illinois, the Riverside County um, officer that passed away or was not, sorry, not passed away, was shot. murdered yeah. on a car stop. That offender was a, was a three strike felon and was looking at 25 to life that the judge let out awaiting sentencing, which he did not show up to the sentencing hearing for. Keep these pieces of shit in, in jail. jail. Right. Which, by the way, Riverside County just had another officer killed. Like two weeks later. Well, the, we have one officer 
and this week's officer yeah. memorial and it's yeah it's the riverside county yeah. deputy that was killed to go into a domestic violence incident his wife is pregnant with twins well it reminded me that um january 1st the state appellate court put a stay on the um safety act which governor jb hitler's trying to pass where you don't have to no one has to post bond you just get out so right now it's 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 on hold. We went through all this paperwork, got all these new complaints set up, and luckily every state's attorney in the state except for two, Lake County and Cook County, are suing over this uh, new law. So that's been put on hold. So that is good for us right now. Uh, we'll see what happens later on down the year if it reverts back to the whole no bond thing. But uh, I just wanted to say that I had someone come in and turn themselves in. I was working a hit-and-run case. I had video of her falling out of the bar, literally. Can't walk out of the bar. And then I got video of her car smashing into another car and then driving through the lawn off onto the road and driving away. <laughs> the video, I can't see who's driving. I had a witness who says they saw it or whatever. I get video, I watch it. I can see what type of car it is. Um good thing is she filled out a job application at the bar before she left. Dope. <laughs> yeah. So um, my witness that I was told in the report from the patrol officer was he saw this person get in this vehicle. So I call him, follow up, and he's like, I saw a female from behind. I said, would you be able to pick her out of a lineup? No, which means I don't want to get involved. Yep. I'm like, okay. So I finally tracked down the car and – I call her, and she's at school, whatever. I say, hey, can you come in tomorrow? Your name came up in an investigation. And when I go to pick up the video, the bartender, the, the bar manager says, she's called twice asking about her application status. I go, can I tell her she's not getting a job? <laughs> He's like, sure. So she goes, okay, I'll be in tomorrow after school at like 2 in the afternoon. I'm like, okay. So then tomorrow comes, and I'm like, it's like noon. And I thought, I'll just call her, make sure she's still coming in at 2, give her a call. She's like, yeah, I'm not coming in. Here's my lawyer's number. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Call the attorney. Said, I need your client to come in. Did she hurt anybody? I'm like, nope, nobody was hurt. Said, bring her insurance card. I was like, okay. We'll be there tomorrow at 8.30 in the morning. I'm like, all right. He goes, I'm, she's going to plead the fifth. I go, whatever. He goes, so that's if fine. you got a charger, a writer, whatever, she's not going to give you a statement. I'm like, that's fine. So she came in. Sweet, less paperwork for me. I literally had nothing putting her in the car. We know it was her. I don't have video of her walking to her car. I have her falling out of the bar, but then you can't see the camera angle going to the car or even yeah. her in the car and no witnesses. So I'm like, she comes in, they see signs, this waiver that she's not, she's not going to speak, you know, all this other bullshit. And then she hands it to me. I'm like, okay, got that insurance card. Take the insurance card. Felt the mend the crash report with her as a driver and her insurance card information. <laughs> Give it back to her and go, have a good day. I, she didn't say she wasn't the driver. <laughs> She's not saying anything. Yeah. So at least I got insurance information from my, you know, the victim. But that's how frustrated I am. With little video, it's really hard to prove people are doing shit nowadays. Because yeah. the courts don't want just someone's statement. They no, want they want a slam dunk. Proof. Yeah. They want video, they want DNA, they want... Yep. So, 
All right, with that, we will uh, go over to the Officer Down Memorial page. And now that we're up to date in our shows, I can actually read the one fallen officer that we had from this week and tell you what happened in that case. This will be the Riverside County Sheriff's Department in California, which Brandon already mentioned. Deputy Sheriff Darnell Calhoun, whose end of watch was Friday, January 13th, 2023. Deputy Sheriff Darnell Calhoun was shot and killed while responding to a domestic violence call in the 18,000 block of Hilldale Lane in Lake Elsinore. A call taker heard the sounds of a struggle after an occupant of the home had called to report a child custody issue at the residence. Deputy Calhoun was the first deputy to arrive on the scene and was shot. Deputy Calhoun's backup arrived and discovered him wounded in the street. The second deputy became engaged in a shootout with the subject and wounded the man. Deputy Calhoun was transported to the Valley Medical Center where he succumbed to his wounds. Deputy Calhoun had served with the Riverside County Sheriff's Department for 11 months and had previously served with the San Diego Police Department for two years. He is survived by his expectant wife and two sons. He was 30 years old. I hadn't heard anything about that because I haven't seen the news lately. Yeah. Um, is that close to where you guys are at? No. So Riverside County's down by L.A. Okay. Uh, so it's still a ways off, but I mean, you know, as well as I do, once it's, if it's in the state, it, it is felt statewide. Oh, no doubt. I just didn't know and, if you were that close. No. And then for, for this poor department, this is their second deputy murdered. Yeah. You said the first one was, um, from a traffic stop from a felon that had been released. Yeah. So, um, let me pull it up real quick and I'll give you the exact exact dates um so deputy calhoun passed on january 13th and deputy cordero was killed on december 29th so basically 15 16 days apart they're that's bad dealing with another one yeah so um i know deputy calhoun's family I think it's his parents. They own a um, a barbecue place down there called Calhoun, eh, Calhoun Barbecue. Okay. Um, so if you live in the Southern Cal area, uh, Google it. Go there uh, whenever they open back up. Or I know there's um, a lot of flowers that are being dropped off there, and I know the family appreciates it. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear. So it's for that department. God, I I can't even imagine. No, one hits hard for a department, let alone two yeah. within three weeks or whatever. That's just really, that's too bad. Yeah, so. All right, that's all we got 
for today. It was longer than I had anticipated. I thought with me not wanting to talk about anything about football, we'd just move right into the show and it would last 20 minutes. How about them Cowboys? No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> That's like putting salt in my wound. You want me to you want me to uh, cue up the Bang Bang Natter gang? No. You I, sure? Fly Eagles fly. That's what I'm saying. Got to stick with my division. Really, homies. you're really you're gonna root for the fucking Eagles. As it's a our Cowboys division. Fan. The I'm best division sure in that, football. That I don't care. If the if the Seahawks had been playing the Cowboys, I would have been rooting for the Cowboys. I I can't root for either of those two teams. So I'm just I'm just pulling your stick. I will say good luck to you. Just abst- just abstain. Just uh, abstain. Good luck to you and your team. But I'm not going to – I don't even know if I'll watch – Championship Sunday is usually one of my favorite Sundays if I'm up and awake or whatever I'm off. Yeah. I will be off. Um, but I'll be down here in a shop. I'll have it on the TV here. I won't make a habit of sitting down for seven hours to watch football. I'm going to get some shit done in the <laughs> shop, hopefully. And uh, I will be rooting for you to have a good experience, not for the team, but for you. I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to get up kind of early. Because Sunday is my first day off, so I don't usually – I mean – and usually Saturday nights are pretty busy, so. Yeah. What is the um, game time start for you? High noon. High noon Eastern Standard Time? Nope. 3 p.m. Eastern, so oh, 12 so o'clock two, for me. Two but lunchtime. Here. Maybe I'll break out the pizza oven. There you go. I got a pizza oven for Christmas, and I finally got to use it. Is it a brick pizza oven? No, it's uh, it's stainless steel, and it's... um. It goes off of pellets, so I can use my my oh, trigger pellets to okay. throw them throw them in there. That's cool. But it's not it's not like the the trigger where you, it's it's electric and stuff. You got to light the pellets and then okay. feed it. Is it? Do you have it outside or is it in the house? No, it's outside. Okay, I'm not so, familiar, but one day. So the, we had the first we had the first go round of them, and um, uh, a lot of lessons learned. <laughs> Excellent. There were some pizza. Uh, three of the four pizzas um, burnt. Looked kind of like abortions. Uh, how did they taste though? Like uh, uh, they tasted amazing. Oh, okay. And then, and then uh, of... one of them actually resembled a pizza. Uh, so <laughs> that's good. Was that the fourth it's... one, the last one that you made? No, it was actually the third one. Oh, so we went like we did the kids first, and those looked like shit. Were they personal sized little pizzas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we did the whole like we made the dough ourselves and all oh, that. So look at you. Uh, so we're learning some things about like okay, uh, the little instruction thing this is like hey how to cook it and all this stuff it's like hey put some oil on your on your pizza peel so that it doesn't stick well that didn't work and i think it's because they're talking about using the basically kind of like pre-made doughs and all that stuff so next time we're going to try just putting flour on it okay so slides off yeah to slide it in there because that was the big issue and we made all the pizzas and then started taking them out so they had kind of sat for a little bit so i think they were just getting sticky did you make yourself a pizza peel I did not. I was gifted one for Christmas. Oh, nice. Um, but I will probably at some point make my own pizza peel. Steve Clyde makes a lot of pizza peels. I know. So I, because um, the one I have, like, it is exactly as wide as the opening to the pizza oven. Okay. So it's very hard to get right. it in there. Right, you need one like, just a little bit smaller. Yeah, so I might actually make another one that's a little bit smaller. Like, yeah. this one is great for getting it in and getting it out, but not for, like, getting it in there and spinning it around right. and all that stuff. That cool. I just use my big barbecue spatula for okay. Because <laughs> that works way better. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but getting it in and out, that thing is uh, okay. pretty cool. But yeah, it it tasted fantastic. There's a whole bunch so. of stuff I'd like to have. I'd like an outdoor grilling kitchen. Outdoor kitchen. Yeah. Grill, so pizza we, oven, and all that stuff. 
yeah, so when we bought the house, we actually have an outdoor grilling station. It's got a it's got a propane grill that I don't use that much because I have the Traeger, but it's also got a sink with plumbing. It's got oh, a little wow. out. I have an outdoor fridge that's there. Okay. And it's got like kind of an elevated counter, like bar area. Yeah. So it's nice. It's a, a nice little corner. I have to get down for some reason. There's a fucking tree that was put behind it. So it hangs over the kitchen. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm like that's dumb. <laughs> so uh, here once winter really sets in and all the leaves fall off of this tree. I'm going to cut it down. You still have, have leaves like two... on trees? Yes. It's fucking January. I know. It's <laughs> California. Okay. We don't, like, we're just now getting to the 30s. Oh, boy. At night. Must be nice. So I have, like, two random, like, trees, like, one in the backyard by the kitchen and okay. one, like, off to the side of the house. It goes right up against my neighbor's house that are pointless. And I don't understand how the trees got there and... <laughs> If they were planted, why they were planted? Seeds unless it was like a seed. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so those are going to get cut down okay. and then probably used for firewood or something. Nice. So. All right. Uh, thanks for listening and watching episode 56. I don't really have a name for it yet. Let's let, hold on. Let's see. Uh, we call it pre assaultive indicators. Pre assaultive <laughs> indicator. That's hard for me to say. Pre, or British pre, bitch. Pre-fight indicators? Can we do pre-fight indicators? Because that's what we say. Okay. We call them pre-assaultive because okay. it sounds more fancy when you yeah. read it in court. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you need all the yeah, special the, terminology. The suspect was court. displaying yeah. uh, pre-assaultive indicators. Yeah. You stood with bladed stance. Fists were held, uh, began beating his chest and <laughs> essentially challenging officers to a fight. Nice. Uh, at which point the officers obliged. And, and he lost. He lost. Yeah. One of my favorite things is uh, one of the times the DA, will, like DAs will write basically like a summary in their filings. Yeah. And one of them involved a fight and the DA wrote the officer decided to fight with or the, the suspect decided to fight with officers. The suspect did not get the better of that situation <laughs> <laughs> because he was rendered unconscious. Oh, that's good. That's what happens. So, Every now and then you get run across the DA with a sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good. All right. Bro. All right. If anybody wants to send us a question, which it's been a while, I found a question from Dave Franklin from September. I'm hoping Holy we shit. I'm hoping we answered it because it was about broken body cams. Did we answer that one? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, next year. Uh, next next year. <laughs> next year. Holy shit. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Uh, it's a bit of a hiatus. Next next <laughs> podcast, we'll answer that one. I don't know how it got lost. I found it in my email string at handcuffs and sawdust podcast uh, at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yeah. So you can record a voice memo like Dave does, or you can just type it out if you're shy. We get it. Or you can also send us a DM. You can send it to Mike at Marazzo Woodworking on Instagram or me at Full House Woodworking on Instagram. You can also send it to the show at handcuffs and sawdust podcast. But let's face it, nobody's going to see it. Do you check it? I don't even have access to it. Yeah, I, I'm the only one that can. I think it only allows you to have one person able to check That's it. Not true. So That's I, not true. I think so. Annie, Annie has access to Full House. Oh, well. And I and anyone that wants access to the Little League Instagram, I've been able to give. Oh, well, we'll look to into that. To share. I, I do, don't need I don't need another Instagram I page do to post fucking care our about. updates when the show's coming out and stuff. No, you on don't. That. You only post your shit. You share no. your shit on there. 
there. I post to the. It's like a secondary Morazzo woodworking. It is not. I'm. I don't want to open up Instagram right now because I don't want to see negative cowboy stuff. But I. I don't. There's nothing personal on there. Even Jerry was putting negative cowboy stuff out into the out into the world. It's thickening. Hey, would you want to do the maker? You got beat by a better team. Would you want to do the maker? Maker's challenge. What's the maker's challenge? Or do you want to talk about it next week? Uh, yeah, next week. Oh, I'm Unless sure. we're going to record episode 57 right now. <laughs> no, we'll talk about it later. In which case, it's going to be really short. Because <laughs> I got an email from um, Oak Hill Millworks and uh, the Maker's Challenge, Maker Collab. Oh, the Maker Collab? Yeah. So, What's the theme this year? I don't know, but she asked for everyone who's participated in the past uh, to send a short video or a testimonial or something why we enjoyed it. So I've done it two out of the first three years. I didn't do it last year. So maybe we can find out what the theme is and maybe do something this year. Yeah, maybe. All right. We'll see. All right. With that, um, I think that that's enough. We're done. We're, We're tired. Done. I need more coffee. I'm spent. I got to go work out now. Which I got to go work out too. It's not going to go well. I started going back to the gym. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your workout. You too. Uh, I'm already tired. Stay safe in the streets <laughs> and on the shop. On the streets and in the shop. In the shop and on the streets? Peace! In the sheets? In the sheets. Deuces. Hey. Hey oh. <laughs> oh. I hope my son didn't get upset when I yelled at him. No, it is He's what it is. Boy. He can't handle it. Yeah, so I'm looking at the um, feed. I did post one thing that was sent to me from Don about which he made on his laser. So there's that because it's law enforcement related. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, you know, the badge I made, that's law enforcement related. So if it's law enforcement related, I might okay. post something on it. But other than that, there's nothing else on there. But show updates. Um, I really haven't been using my Midwest Maker meetup um page much but all right i'm out of here dude uh so maybe next i i think i'm still on detectives this week okay. as, as far as far as today am i going tomorrow morning i had we yeah we went to um all get our boss took us out to get new chairs for the detective division yeah so we actually had to go pick them up at office depot oh and mike can we use your pickup so Vince, can I stay in Dick's? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so we're in the pickup driving to the office depot. And my boss is my buddy, Jimmy. He's up front with me. And I'm like, so Jim, um, when you send me back to patrol, can you please do it after? So I have three days off prior to going back to the street because I need the time to flip my schedule back. He never answered me. So either I'm not going back to patrol, <laughs> which I want to make a, a a point of when we were talking about Samsungs and iPhones. I needed a work phone. Now I'm on call now for the next two weeks. Plus, if I'm out in the field, I can forward my desk phone to the work phone. So I went to the DC and said, hey, I need a work phone. And he's like, oh, um, go ask our assistant village manager uh, if they still have the tech phone that my buddy Brian was using before he retired. So I go up by this guy, Brian, different Brian, and I tell him, hey, I need a I need a work phone. Do you still have the tech phone? And he goes, no, but we'll get you a new phone. So I'm like, okay, he goes, do you want an Android or an iPhone? I'm like, Android. So my buddy Roger is in the detective division with me. It's me, Roger, Kevin, and now Frank's back. 
Roger, when he came in the other day, he saw at my desk, I had a new computer. I've got a Blu-ray player instead of a regular DVD player. And then Brian, <laughs> the assistant village manager, comes in and goes, here's your phone. And Roger looks at me and he goes, you know you're never leaving here. You got a brand new fucking cell phone. You got a brand new computer. You got a brand new fucking chair. You got a brand new everything. You're, they're keeping you in here. I'm like, that's fine with me, but I don't think it is. I don't think that's what's happening. I'm pretty sure I'm going back to the street in a few weeks. But um, I was look. Kim's going to Louisiana in April for a conference. So she asked me, would you be able to go that weekend? So I'm like, okay, well, let, I don't know. Because if I'm in Dick's, then I would be able to go. But let me check the two shifts I might be on. So I go into the squad room, and I ask my buddy Jimmy, uh, who's on the shift I'm going to. He was, he was working overtime, so I'm like, hey, can you hand me the night shift schedule? So he gives me that, and I look on there. And on, in April, I'm listed on the calendar, the patrol calendar, as being in my midnight shift. And, of course, there's two people off, and I can't get the, the weekend off. So I'm like, okay, that won't work. And I said to Jim, give me your calendar for your shift that I'm supposed to be going to at some point. So he yeah. gives me it. I'm on that calendar <laughs> the same fucking month on that shift. And I'm like, and this, of course, there's, I can't get off because there's people off. So they got me on two different calendars on two different shifts at the same time. And I'm still in detectives. I have no fucking idea what's going on. But yeah, anyway, he's going to stay where you are. Maybe. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I'm enjoying the detective work and I like the freedom to come and go and I don't have to, when you're eating, you can eat. You don't have to scarf yeah, you your have food to drop down. Everything. Yeah. You can go out and eat. You can go meet friends. You can do all that. Whatever. You can go shop for chairs or whatever else you want to do. Uh, <laughs> but I miss, I miss patrol part where I'm just in my car and I don't have to answer to anybody and do much yeah. of anything if I don't want to. There's a, there's a lot of fun freedom. In yeah. Patrol, but and working there's also four, a lot of bullshit Four tens in a row. Like you do. That's what I'm doing now. Um, I'm having a lot less shop time, so I don't know. Anyways, uh, so yeah, there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah, as far as recording goes, want to try next Monday again? Yeah, let's try. Let's plan on next Monday, same time, same bat time, same bat channel. Okay, this is all depending on if I'm still in the, <laughs> the detective division, but it's yeah. And if you go back to the street, then we might just have to skip a week. I I will let you know. Podcast eleven a.m. Um, Put it in my calendar that way. I that's what I'm doing. I don't accidentally add something. I'm trying to get better at that. Yeah, I have um, a union meeting tonight that I didn't know about until I looked at my calendar. So that's good. I have to really get. I really have to get going because it'll take me a couple hours to edit this podcast, and if I got to work out and then get ready to go to the union meeting. So yeah. All right, buddy. All right, brother. Have a good uh, week, and congratulations, seriously, to your team for winning. And uh, I joke, uh, you know, I joke about it, but uh, oh yeah, I would have been just as, just the same way. I actually don't think I would have <laughs> said anything. I just would have sat here in a Cowboys jersey. <laughs> that always well, that's year. all I was going to do until you addressed it, and when you weren't addressing it. <laughs> yeah. All what right. The hell. All right. I guess we're doing this. Uh, be but there have been, I, I saw some fucking hilarious ones. Memes? Over, over yeah, or just over the week that I'm I'm going to probably send to you that okay. you can view or don't view. Yeah, send them to me. But they're, they were at least funny. Okay. You know, when Maher missed that extra point, I'm like, here we go. 
right off the bat. Just get it. Yeah, just the second it. he got blocked, I was like, oh. Kim goes, are you kidding me? He's yeah. got the yips. Like Steve Sachs all over again. Can't throw to second base. Okay, Chuck, Chuck Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch, Steve Sachs, and John Lester with the Cubs the last few years couldn't throw to first. No, he'd have to underhand it. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was the funniest damn thing I've ever seen. Just one of those things. All right. Well, be safe. Talk All right, buddy. To, talk you, to you in a couple of you days. You enjoyed detecting shit. Thanks, brother. <laughs> talk to you later. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye.